What's up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Radcliffe, and it is Saturday, September 11th. Yes, I took yesterday off. I think I forgot to mention that. <laughs> it was my 10-year wedding anniversary, so kind of a big one. My wife and I went and had some fun in Philadelphia yesterday, so... I am here. I'm not going to normally do a podcast on Saturday, but I know I can't leave you hanging in week one of the NFL season. So we're here and we're going to break down today the key matchups, what we need to know for every game this weekend. Of course, a very interesting start to the season there with Tampa prevailing, but tell you what, Dallas showed up, man. And by the way, anybody panicking about Mike Evans, that dude was shadowed in that game. Dallas took him out of the game, and Tampa said, all right, we're going to kill you with everybody else. <laughs> Basically, buy low on him, buy low on Zeke. Uh, also, the uh, fallout there in Baltimore I'll get to because that is the last game on the list today. Before I dive into this, everybody wants to know who to start, but oftentimes I will tell you the obvious answer is staring you right in the face. Don't overthink it. Don't create narratives that are unnecessary. And you know what? Sometimes you make... What is the right start by process? And it ends up being the guy who doesn't score the most points. That happens. But you know what? More often than not, it doesn't happen. The right start by process is the better start in a lot of instances. So keep that in mind. And remember, you can always get my start sit decisions over at FTNFantasy.com. Just use the promo code RATPAC. You got the rankings. I'm going to update those bad boys this afternoon here so they're fresh for tomorrow, projections, all that. Also, you get the report. And this year, the report is a brand new format. I do the breakdown of every game like everybody does out there, but I don't do the 5,000 words per game breakdown that some people do. Historically, I, I do like a paragraph or two. And it's usually like a key stat, matchup upgrade, a matchup downgrade, something you need to know, that sort of thing. But I realize that you do want every single one of your fantasy options mentioned and especially if you play in multiple leagues that ends up being a lot of players and sometimes I don't mention them and then that leaves you in the dark you're like I don't know should I start him shouldn't I start him what do you feel about him so now at the beginning of each game you will see every player listed you will see their ranking so for example I'm, I'm going to do Philly first it's Jalen Hurts quarterback nine starter in an excellent matchup so, in other words, he's a fantasy mat- a fantasy starter. His matchup is, is very good. Uh, Miles Sanders, running back 19. He is a fantasy starter because he's a top 24 guy, but he is in an unfavorable matchup. Every player. Bench guys as well. Jalen Rager on the bench. Pretty straightforward, so you know what you're doing there. Let's talk about Philly and Atlanta. A fascinating game because a lot of things can happen on both sides. We have intriguing rookies here. Devontae Smith, Kyle Pitts. As I mentioned, the run game, Atlanta actually pretty good against the run, not good against the pass, and kind of Philly the same exact way. So if we're getting in here, it is the passing game. The Eagles defend the run well. I'm still starting Mike Davis as an RB2. I think there's plenty of volume there. Still starting Miles Sanders, like I said, as an RB2. Really trying to get in on the passing game, though. Smith, a lot of questions about Smith. He's a borderline wide receiver three play for me this week. Obviously, you know the the, uh, the the key names you're starting. One name who some people have asked me about is Russell Gage. More of a desperation flex play, and that is listed in the article. Let's go to Pittsburgh and Buffalo. This is a bad matchup for Josh Allen, and I don't care. <laughs> doesn't matter. You did not draft Josh Allen in the second round or third round or fourth round. 
to bench him in week one. If you're doing that, you're overthinking it, and you really shouldn't have a choice. If you're you after Josh Allen, you don't need a second quarterback on your roster unless it's a two-quarterback league. So Josh Allen, poor matchup, who cares? Uh, I don't like either Zach Moss or Devin Singletary for obvious reasons. It's a killer, ugh, ugly committee, and it's not a good matchup either. Pittsburgh's defense is pretty darn good. Uh, Najee Harris, all eyes will be on him in this one, and... I think it's going to be fascinating. Buffalo mid-pack last year, four and a half yards per carry, though. So Harris should, he should eat right away. Minnesota, Cincinnati, a lot of potential scoring here in the passing game on both sides. Very favorable. Uh, Kirk Cousins is a streamer. I like, obviously, Jefferson Thielen. I don't mind using Higgins, Boyd, or Chase as uh, wide receiver threes. Chase could be more of a flex option, and I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. And then the run game should go off in this one on both sides. Minnesota allowed 4.7 yards per carry, 1.1 rushing scores per game last year. And honestly, hey, only two defenses allowed over five yards per carry to running backs, Houston and Cincinnati. So start them if you got them. Joe Mixon should be fine. Dalvin Cook should be fine. Giddy up. San Francisco and Detroit, uh, Trey Lance is fine. He will play in this one, so we'll see what happens with him. DeAndre Swift is fine. He will play in this one. We'll see what happens with him. It is a bad matchup, but right now I have him at RB22, so he is a starter. Uh, Getting a lot of questions about Trey Sermon. You could flex Trey Sermon, RB29. As far as Raheem Mostert, though, he is the lead back. I have him at RB17. It's a fantastic matchup. The Lions were really bad against the run last year. Only Houston allowed more fantasy points per game to the position. And and the Lions were bad against the pass as well. So if you're really desperate in a two-quarterback league and Jimmy Garoppolo's out there this week, sure. We'll see what they do with those quarterbacks, though. Arizona-Tennessee, another one that sets up well for the passing game on both sides. Kyler, obviously, start him every week. And really, Tannehill, you do as well. I don't think you need to roster a backup at all, and especially if you have those guys. The only reason we roster two quarterbacks is if we have an upside guy who we're trying to catch lightning in a bottle with. The obvious names we're starting, I'm bullish on, you know, obviously, A.J. Brown, but also Julio Jones, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins as well. The question is, what do you do with the backfield? Chase Edmonds is a flex option for me at RB26. And then James Conner, RB35. So I guess you could desperation throw him in there as well. And we know what we're doing with Derrick Henry. But it is a favorable matchup for the run game. 4.52 yards per carry is what the Titans allowed. Two running backs last year. All right, so let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, a very interesting contest between the new look Seattle Seahawks and the Indianapolis Colts with Carson Wentz under center. That's a fascinating one right there after the break. Ah, Russell Wilson, one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league. And why do I love him? Because I love quarterbacks who throw to the end zone. Matt Ryan, I don't love you. (laughs) I'm sure you're a swell person. But Russ throws to the end zone. I love that. And I think this this offense is going to look very, very interesting. So, you know, the obvious names here, Russ, DK, Tyler Lockett, sure. You could see what you have with Gerald Everett this week if you don't have a top seven tight end and you're pretty much throwing darts anyway Carson RB 14 it's pretty straightforward there for the Seahawks but remember last year the Seahawks allowed over 300 passing net passing yards per game there were only two teams who did it they were one of them at one point during the season they were allowing over 400 yards per game 
But they did settle over the second half of the year. So we're not getting cute with Carson Wentz. And we're really not getting cute with Michael Pittman either. I think he's a flex option at our, at wide receiver 42. That's it. So it's Jonathan Taylor and pretty much nobody else uh, for the Colts this week. Chargers, Washington, another fascinating game here. There's no way of getting around this. This is a bad matchup for the Chargers. Now, Austin Eckler does look like he's going to play here. It's a poor matchup. Washington defends run well. It's a very poor matchup as well for Justin Herbert. It's a good pass defense, but Justin Herbert's still quarterback 12. He didn't draft him to bench him. So don't even give yourself that that option. You're only going to you're only going to really annoy yourself over the course of the year if you have a top 12 quarterback and then you also have a decent second quarterback cuz you're always going to guess wrong. We know we've all had that happen to us. Uh, on the other side, Fitzy, looking forward to this. I think Gibson sees a big-time workload in this one, and McLaren as well. And Logan Thomas, I mean, these are really straight. This this one's about as straightforward as it gets. If they're, if you have a good option, you're very likely starting them from either team, and if you don't, then you're not starting You know the other guys. Jets, Carolina, uh-oh, Sam Darnold, revenge. It's a good matchup for him. It's a good matchup for Zach Wilson as well, but... We're not going to use Wilson, and really, for Darnold, he's the he's the bottom of the barrel of the streamer options. I have him a quarterback 19. I mean, you know you're using McCaffrey. Moore and Anderson, I've already talked about this week. They should go off. Don't use Terrace Marshall in season long. DFS, sure, but not season long. And on the other side, it's really just Corey Davis, who I'm confident in. Otherwise... Don't drop Michael Carter. See what you have. You didn't draft him just to drop him before week one. Hang tight on Michael Carter. Uh, it's just a great matchup for the passing game in that one. Jacksonville and Houston, this uh, crap fest right here with two really bad defenses on paper. James Robinson, I moved him up to RB7. It's just a volume and matchup thing. I mean, Houston was so, so bad against running backs last year. yards per carry allowed. Number one fantasy matchup. So James Robinson, at least in week one, is is an RB1. I don't expect that going forward. But this week, yes. I want really any of Chenault, Chark, or Jones in as a wide receiver three slash flex. Trevor Lawrence is the top of the streamers for me this week. He's QB 13. On the other side, there's only one player worth starting. It's Brandon Cooks. That's it. I mean, it is a favorable matchup in the run game, but do we trust Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, David Johnson? No. David Johnson is the highest ranked of them at RB43, but no, don't trust them. Cleveland, Kansas City, rematch. Love this one. And Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, cool. Edwards Alaire is good to go. Cool. He's an RB2. That's it. We're not getting cute with McCall Hardman just yet. Baker Mayfield, streamer, and I I mean, really, this one sets up great for the run game. Uh, The Chiefs did allow four and a half yards per carry, 101.1 rushing yards per game to opposing backfields. That were the number nine fantasy matchup. So if Cleveland's going to have a shot here, they got to control the game on the ground. That means Nick Chubb. Now, Kareem Hunt, RB28, he's a flex option for me. OBJ, wide receiver 27. I really don't want to use Jarvis, but or wide receiver 40, and then Austin Hooper, actually probably one of the better streamers at tight end this week. Miami, New England, uh, Tua not using him this week. Remember, there is no Will Fuller. He's still suspended. So your best option probably is Waddle, but it's close between Waddle and Parker, 47 and 51. I don't really want to use those guys. Gaskin, a flex option at 25. 
But it's always tough against Belichick. Now, we're not using Mac Jones, but we're looking at him for sure and seeing how he fares in this one. I think you'd use either of the tight ends. Uh, Damian Harris, RB21. Not the best matchup, but the volume should be there with Ramondre Stevenson banged up. And then uh, I hear a lot of people saying Jacoby Myers is on waivers. Unless If you're in one of those stupid, uh, you only have four or five bench spot leagues, then yeah, he probably should be. But regular size leagues, no, he shouldn't. Wide receiver 46 this week, he is a flex option. Green Bay, New Orleans, Traquan Smith put on injured reserve. This dude cannot stay healthy. So it's better for Marquez Callaway, but it also is worse for Marquez Callaway. Better because, yes, he should see the volume. Worse because, yes, he is probably all but guaranteed a shadow from Jair Alexander here. The only player on New Orleans I want here is Alvin Kamara. On the other side, though, you want your usual suspects, Aaron Rodgers. And what is not the best matchup, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. I mean, New Orleans defense is pretty good. That actually has the potential to be a sneaky, low-scoring game. Denver and the Giants, two awesome secondaries, so we're not even thinking, not that we would anyway, about the quarterbacks, even in two quarterback leagues. Starting the usual suspects, getting a lot of questions about Javante Williams. You can run on the Giants. They were the 10th best matchup for running backs last year, fantasy-wise. Williams, though, is only a flex. Some people have said, well, I don't have anybody to put in my second running back spot. Okay, well, then he's your second running back. That's it. I mean, we're not playing for week one. We're playing ultimately to win the whole darn thing. And if you get off to a somewhat slow start because you punted RB2, whatever. I'm good with it. Uh, Williams, RB31. Melvin Gordon, RB32. Noah Fant looks like he will play in this one. And, of course, Saquon Barkley will play in this one. RB13 for him. You can run on that defense. The problem is we just don't know the workload. Chicago and the Rams. Uh, this is a bad, bad, bad matchup for Chicago. Monty down. David Montgomery, RB20. Uh, the Rams are so good against the run. So good against the pass. Allen Robinson down at wide receiver 23. Yikes. Matthew Stafford gets a neutral matchup with his passing game options. He's QB 11, and basically you know who you're starting there. Daryl Henderson is the guy I wanted to key in on. The Bears are reasonably good defense, but um, you know you may have to roll with Henderson. It's a volume play, though. I don't think we see a lot of Sony Michelle here, so you may have to roll with Henderson. Baltimore and Vegas, uh, you know, you're starting your usual suspects. The, I, the the main guy that people want to talk about, though, is Tyson Williams. I do think this week he's a flex, RB27. I do think ultimately Latavius Murray is the lead back in that backfield, but that does not mean the feature back. It's still going to be a committee, but he's not going to be that guy this week. And if you picked up Le'Veon Bell, he's basically worthless. On the other side, it's a brutal matchup for the passing game, even without Marcus Peters. So I'm going to fade the passing game this week. Josh Jacobs, really the only player other than Darren Waller, worth starting RB24 this week for Josh Jacobs. There we go. Was that like 15 games in 15 minutes? How about that? How you like them apples right there? Enjoy the football this weekend. FTNFantasy.com for my rankings. That's how you make your start-sit decisions if you can't get me directly. It's the easiest way to do it. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. I'm about 100 DMs backed up. So I'm getting there, all right? But like I said, enjoy the football. We'll be back on Monday to recap all the action. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out.